This is the Cosmic Voice. Everyone and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is season six, episode ten. I am here with my co-host Chris Natalini. Merry Christmas, and I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back, everyone, to another show. Ho ho ho! What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, hello. I'm doing well, dude. How are you? I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Nice. Unbelievably nice. fantastic. It, it is. We're closing in on Christmas. We are there. We're looking at it. We're we staring are. at it. Yeah, we are. That's what it says yeah. on the calendar. <laughs> We're tripping into it. <laughs> <laughs> More like rolling down the steps. Yeah, well, we're that. Yep, we're that. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncing into hallways. Oh, stumbling man. over ourselves. That's the eating's been unbelievable this year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> my eating, my bad eating habits started in like October. Yeah. Well, you hit the, the Halloween season hard. I uh, I try to avoid it. Oh, I it. did, bro. I, did. I, I try to I avoid it, but it just doesn't seem to be. I guess the older we get, the the less we care. And that's, um, I mean, really the, the easy way to put it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I, but I do care. <laughs> I care after I'm done eating I it. I go, I got it. I can't do this anymore until the next time. Oh, you know what I mean? Before, I I, I, I'll be honest with you, like having the shows booked would give me a point of reference, right? Like a goal. But now I'm like at the point, well, you know, a couple more pounds don't matter. I'll just wear a loose shirt. <laughs> I wear a bigger shirt. I wear a bigger jacket. shirt. Oh, you know what? I wear a vest. You know, because you do like that's your thing. Like not to break down the fourth wall, but that's what you do, right? Like you get stage ready, as they they say in the business. Yeah, you well, you have ready. to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do. Yeah, when we have like a ten day tour or something, like we're going to be on the road. You know, I go into I'll do fasting and stuff like that because it's not uncommon, at least for us, to because you're eating at weird times and you're eating yeah. not so yeah. great food to come back and you're a little heavier than you expect. So I try to knock off something, and it's you know you're constantly on the go. So I want to be, you know, mobile, flexible, and I don't want to have any extra baggage. So you go into this thing. And, I mean, I would do that with shows, you know, even with it's week to week or, you know, however you have it. I would, like, that's your pin drop point. And you're like, okay, I know I got to drop a couple pounds here or do that. And that just kind of keeps yeah, you focused. Yeah. But I'll tell you, man, yeah. that focus is just not, it's just, even the sh <laughs> having the shows booked isn't strong enough now to keep me from eating. <laughs> You know, I mean, I've, you know, you're like, where are we playing? Yeah. Yeah. You know I'll what? It doesn't really matter. Because, I mean, I'm even getting into the thing. Well, where are we playing? Nah, I don't have to shave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's more of a rough and tumble area. They'll appreciate a little bit more of a rugged look. You know what I mean? So true, dude. It you is know? so true. I mean, just, God, uh, over, the, over the past summer, like I had let my beard grow in. I mean, where it was, I mean, I was starting to get the Grizzly Adams look, and I was like, oh, man, maybe this bush on, you know. I mean, and again, I mean, I know it's become more of a thing for metal bands to have this wild mountain man look. It's, you know, and it, that was never my style, but yeah, yeah, it became my style out of sheer laziness. <laughs> so, I mean, there you go. So if anybody was wondering, man, mix, uh, you know, the goatee and, and everything got like, but that's just, you know, laziness. Do you think a, a big bushy beard fits your style of music? Um, no, I don't. You no. know, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, like, I never had a full, you know, like, in between things, I, you know, I would have a full beard. I mean, when I was younger, like, it was, you know, I, I guess when you go through a certain stage, you know, you you grow in the, the beard and all that kind of stuff. And I used to do 
different shaving things. Like I had the tombstone look for a while, you know, the, the big handlebar mustaches with my chin shaved out, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then I had that, you know, the Star Trek sideburns, you know, the Captain Kirk's. Then I had the big mutton chops for a, a long time. But I've had the goatee for a long, long time. But you keep it well trimmed. You know what I mean? Kind of like the George yeah, Michael yeah. trimmed. But with yeah, real yeah, yeah, with yeah. real hair, not spray on hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Kip Winger. <laughs> yeah, the Kip yeah. Winger. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, you know, I mean, but the big bushy look, I, I don't, it just, it, I don't know, you know, and even, so we had, over the summer, we had done a photo shoot with this, you know, while I still had the big beard, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, man, that just doesn't look, I don't know, it doesn't work, you know, it's not working for what I'm, but then again, like, Mad T has a beard, he's always had a beard, sometimes it's bigger, you know, <laughs> big beard, um, it's fuller, I should say, than, than you know, at times, but whatever, and it, it always seemed to work for him, so that kind of allowed us to, um, I hate to use that kind of word, but, um, you know, opened up the doors for us to grow a little bit more facial sure. hair because it is more accepted today. I mean, if you think about it, back in the 80s, oh, yeah, yeah, facial sure. hair yeah, was yeah, not yeah. really a, a yeah. thing. The guy that had yeah. it was kind of always stood out, right? It was like a clean, yeah, yeah. clean cut thing because beard and makeup in the 80s just didn't kind of yeah. look too good. You know what I mean? Like, what's this clown pulling off? <laughs> Where's his white van at? <laughs> You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Guy, the guys in ti- the guys in tiger tails did not match with beards and goatees. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the funny thing I get a kick out of today. You get these guys, you see these pictures. You know, the photo stuff comes in or whatever, and they're all in this, you know, like white face and like you know this stuff in their, you know, I don't know, like you know, like quasi kiss kind, of, you know, whatever that stuff is. I don't know what the hell what they call it. Is it goth? Is it kabuki? Is it death metal? Is it, uh, you know, black metal? I don't know, whatever. And then they got this big bushy beard that has some of the white residue still in it from the makeup on the face. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Are, like, are we clowns? I don't get it. I'm not exactly sure what that is. It's kind of freaky. You know what I mean? I'm not sure how that really all plays to your music. But, um, and uh, you know, my beard well, or lack thereof has no bearing on how I'm playing music. So it's more, like I said, I'm going to go back to it. It's just sheer laziness. I'm sorry to say, you know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think that, I think that like what you guys play, I think, you, I mean, not that there's anything wrong with having beards or goatees, but I think like, if, like your sound is more sleek. So, you know, big bushy beards and stuff like that. Like it doesn't match your. Yeah, no, like, I agree. I think, you know, you know, like, yeah, listen, I think that whatever it is that you choose to do or look like, I think it should somewhat relate to your style style of music what what it is you're trying to bring about like all of a sudden if we started wearing um well in both if we started wearing like eyeliner rouge and lipstick i don't think that will that's like putting stuff on a pig for us it just isn't going to like it'd be like well yeah it doesn't doesn't add anything and then all of a sudden if we started wearing like you know war paint that wouldn't work either so that's part of the package so it has to kind of work together i don't think that again i'm going to go back to this was just laziness on my part i don't think that it was a huge stretch like it didn't really knock us down visually any way shape or form I just didn't feel that it was, like, you know, it didn't represent exactly what I was trying to, you know. So I had to kind of say, look, 35 seconds and you got it all trimmed up. So why don't you take care of it? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> and to say that, like, you know, if I'm ever usually talking about you and you guys aren't around, you know, music style-wise, I usually refer you guys as sounding like Judas Priest. Because when I hear you guys, I always think of Judas Priest. But speaking of beards, like, I see Rob Halford, and I go, God, dude, will you please shave that thing? Like, he just looks like a bald Santa Claus. I hate it. I hate that he has this big, bushy beard. I do. I don't like it. And I don't know why. Like, I just, I look at him, and I go, dude, it makes you look so much older. Yeah, I'm not a real fan of that beard look for him, because, I mean, he's got it really, it's super circular, like it's got like yeah, perfect yes. curves. <laughs> it's a great word. Yes. Yeah. I mean, listen. Word. I mean, it's well groomed and definitely taken care of. But I just, I'm not sure that I, I'm a fan of it. Now, here's the thing. A perfect example. Like Ian Hill, always had facial hair. Always and, had a big yeah, You know, right. Les Binks had yeah. facial hair. Yeah. You know, yeah, even right. Dave Holland had a mustache. Even KK yeah. supported a mustache for a while. 
So and then you know oh, Richie has oh, yeah. a bit of a of a beard like yeah, you know, Richie has it, yeah. So mm-hmm. you know again I guess it fit that character for them it worked well like it wasn't big and bushy kind of like it is now yeah. for Halford but hey listen you know what I mean what do you you know what are you going to do I'm just like dude shave it like I you know and I thought it was very sweet I have not that I've ever searched it out and I don't care but I just saw him as of time of recording this. I just saw him post a picture with him and his husband. Yes, I seen which that. I've never seen. I've never seen him do before. First of all, I looked at his husband. I'm like, no, that's not. He wasn't what I expected Rob Halford's husband to look like. I don't know what I expected him to look like. Right. I just didn't expect him to look like that. I don't really know what. I don't have an answer why. Like I was just kind of surprised. But I'm like, dude, if he loves you, he would tell you to shave that beard. <laughs> <laughs> if he loves you as much as he says he does. <laughs> Yeah, he should tell you to shave the beard. I hear you. I hear you. Because <laughs> it just makes it just really makes him look older, and you know, Halford's a badass dude, and I don't know if he thinks that beard looks badass. Maybe it does to more people than me. I'm just not a fan. Like, I, I don't. I, I don't mind him having a beard. I just think he should, and I don't mind being gray. I just think he should trim it down a little bit. I think it's a little too. It, you're right. It's very round, and it doesn't look right to me. So when I see him, I'm like, God, I wish you would just shave that thing. Shave that beard, Rob. Yeah, or at least trim it close, dude, like something. Like he's, you know. Listen, you may you may ass. start a movement. You may start a movement. <laughs> Please. <laughs> hey, listen, his husband may love it. So that could be why he's doing it, too. He don't care what anybody else says. If his husband likes it, he's like, well, I'm doing well that's true, too. I know, like, he's, you know he's I mean? got pictures up. Like, I guess he's been hitting the gym because he's. He's looking like he's, you know, he's putting on oh, he some muscle. Great. Yeah, he's. I'm not, how old is he? Great. Is he in? Is, oh God, is he not. in the seventies now? I guess he is. He right? would have to be, yeah. bro, because he, he was in his early twenties, right? When, uh, I, yeah, I excuse so. me, when Priest hit, right? Yeah. So, well, you know, uh, again, you know, I mean, these guys—they're still touring, they're still doing what they're doing. You se- got, these guys are seventy-two. Yeah. So seventy-two. Seventy-two. So I mean, he's seventy-two. Man, I hope I can even just stand up at seventy-two. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, that's you know. <laughs> hey, listen, man, whatever works. It's you know. But I I agree with you. Yeah, I just you know again like you guys like Priest is very slick sounding. Like I like when I hear them, I don't I don't think of them wearing. But like well like no, I mean you always said Ian Hill always had a, a beard, but it was very like close. Yeah, it was close and beard. Trim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when I hear we hear Halford, I don't think. If he had a goatee, like, I'd be okay with that, too. I just, I'm not big on the white beard. Yeah, but like but I said, it's, I, I mean, I think, like, today it's, like, facial hair is is more acceptable across the board. I mean, because you got pop stars now. Because, I mean, think about it. Pop stars were always really clean and pristine. Like, real sharp. Yes, yes. And now mm-hmm. you got them, yeah. you know, now mm-hmm. everybody's, you know, maybe they're a little bit more rugged. They got tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, which yeah. I, again, yeah. I don't have problems with tattoos, but it's like you're either on their face and maybe their hair is a little... You know, whatever. Yeah, it's a little more acceptable now. Yeah, right? so you know, it's just yeah, part of that yeah. part of that thing. So who knows? I don't know. More power to him yeah. if it works for him. Yeah, more power. To, yeah, you know. more power to him, bro. I mean, he's still Rob Halford. He's still still badass. Rob Halford. That's so, right. It's the Rusta Boss. Take it down. This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to the Cosmic Voice. So here we are. This is our just talking episode. That's it. That's We're right. just going to talk. There's no specific topic. We're winging nope. it. We didn't pre-plan anything. This was something that we've been talking about. Hey, can we get away with it? We've kind of mentioned it in previous episodes, just kind of, you know, having fun. But discussions across the table, we said, hey, let's give it a shot. You know, why not? Let's see what happens. What are we going to talk about? And that's it for our show. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great holiday season, and we'll see you next year. So you see what happens when you don't have topics. We don't know what to talk about. Now, you know, we did, and, and, you know, this season has kind of been a – we've had topics, but if you listen to a lot of the beginning of the shows where we kind of banter back and forth, it's gotten – you know, we've gotten into other some serious discussions. We're almost like two. You know, you almost you almost get two episodes in one. There's you know some of the things that we've talked about as of late. 
Oh, yeah. Yes, definitely have been expanding our... I mean, what is it? The It's not a monologue, because there's two of us. I don't know what, what they would call it with two people. You know, our intro segment to yeah. segue into the thing. It's been getting... You know, because I think originally we were doing it like we tried to keep it under 10 minutes, and then we get into the topic. But uh, lately, with the ranting and raving, it's been going into almost <laughs> a half an hour. So... <laughs> You know, and like I said, we've joked around saying, hey, can we get away with doing this? Because I've listened to other podcasts, and they just talk. Just guys get together and kind of uh, roundtable it, you know. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, it, 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 well, it's funny you said that because when you and I discussed about doing it this episode, talked about doing, uh, you know, one, you know, right before the holidays, which it just seems to be the, the perfect one because we don't want to get too heavy for the holidays. I had been listening to, I've been paying more attention, I guess, to other podcasts and just kind of, you know, listening to, and, and a lot of them they do. They really just kind of riff back and forth. I mean, you know, obviously the number one podcast in the world is Rogan, and that's pretty much all he does. He just goes and riffs, and, you know, that's his, uh, you know, that's his, his shtick, so to speak. But uh, can we discuss the new Spotify rules or, you know, the, the changes that they've made? Have we discussed that? We, we did, we did actually did talk about we some of it. it right? Yeah, we touched upon it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I'm more concerned about where that leaves artists and bands that, one, don't have a label, don't have a backing, don't have the financial means, or aren't getting the streams. I mean, look, let's be honest. Most of us don't get heavy streams. Because if we right. did, again, like I joked around, like we wouldn't be doing this podcast. None of you would be listening to this podcast because you'd already have it figured out. You'd be focusing in on your audience and they're going to limit how they're going to pay out if you don't get say we release a song and it doesn't get a thousand streams in that year's time you get no payout one think about what that means if i don't get a thousand streams in a year it takes them 12 months to make that decision so i could go nine ten months 11 months i got 600 streams maybe i have to wait till the 12th month to see if I can get 400 more streams, then get the payout. So I release the song in December. I don't get paid until 12 months, 13 months following. So, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's crazy. And then there's the possibility that I don't get anything at all because I don't do a thousand st streams. And then what yeah. they do is they take that money and they're going to distribute it among other artists, usually top level artists. So they actually get a cut of your money and a lot of people are calling that stealing there's been a movement over the last couple months that people want you to go you know talk to your legislators and and stop this and i don't know can we stop it i'm not sure i think if we was going to stop it would have to be people bigger than us right like you know obviously independent artists were not looked at as we should be you know obviously we're not on the same playing field but it would have to be somebody like a Taylor Swift or your Metallicas or your Pinks that would have to come out and go, listen, this isn't fair. Because I think somebody like those people, I think they're the ones that are going to make a difference, as awful as that sounds. And I could be totally wrong. I mean, for independent artists to cause a, a wave in that, I think we would all have to band together. And there are some bands that don't care. And that's okay. I don't, you know, I don't judge them. In my opinion, I think it would have to be some bigger names that would have to come out against it and go, we're pulling our music or, you know, this has to change. And I don't know. I don't know if they even would. I mean, how many artists nowadays are not still on Spotify? I mean, you're big names, right? Garth Brooks is one of them. Beatles is now on. ACDC is now on. Def Leppard is now on. You know, all these bands that were holding off, and now they're all on it. I, well, I don't some even know. of them, say for, say for <clears throat> Def Leppard, I think the stuff that's on is the stuff that they had sold. Like, they sold oh, okay. a part of their catalog. A lot of these bands are starting to sell off their catalog because they're they're realizing that that's where the money is. I'll make all the money now because I'll never make that in streaming. Because, one, yeah. these bands had already made money. Now they're just cashing yeah. in on what's left. Yeah. At their age, the payday is unbelievable. It doesn't yeah. matter if they ever yeah, come out with anything yeah. again. I'm not putting them down for it. It's a fantastic business move. That's why you're starting to... Some of these songs are showing up on commercials now. Songs that you're like, oh, wow, look at that. It's because the, these guys are selling off parts of their catalog. And yeah. then they can do whatever they want to do with them. You know, whoever owns them at this point. So, you know, it's a crazy business. Listen, and like we talked about in some other episodes... 
for us, it's not really about the money because the money isn't that big of an impact. It's the principle of it. Because it is the principle. You give them an inch, they take a mile type of thing. Because if they can do that, what happens when it's the stakes are really big? That's how you lose your rights in anything or your your opportunity in anything. Because they nickel and dime you. They kind of whittle yeah. away at your rights, at the, what you could do, and now you can't do. It's amazing yeah. that as a society, we allow these things to continue to happen. Like, we're paying this price, and we get this. And then, over time, they change things. It's still this price, or maybe more, but we're now we're getting less. Yeah. And they're doing that with streaming services for the television, the viewing yeah. type of thing, all the time. Ugh. It keeps going up and up and up. The price keeps going up, and they keep giving you less and less and less and less. I mean, some of these things, unless you're paying the premium price for the streaming services, viewing, you're getting TV commercials. Right? Well, we're right back the, to where we were when we had three stations. Yeah, and that's, you know, and I was reading an article uh, not too, not very long ago. The article was saying about all these streaming services, you know, upping their price and, you know, splitting it ads, no ads. And that model is going back to back in the day because that's what worked. The commercials were making the companies money. So now if I sit through your commercial, they're going to get money. Like, you know, YouTube. I don't necessarily, listen, I hate commercials. I complain every time a commercial comes on. But when it's YouTube and I'm watching like a vlogger, I don't mind watching their commercials because I know they get money for it. Like, I'm okay with that. But if I'm on Hulu, I don't want to sit through a commercial. I shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to ask me to pay for more money to not watch ads. I think it's ridiculous. But I understand the model used to work back in the day, and now they're trying it again. But I can't imagine that these streaming services are losing money because that's all we have. I don't even know anybody that has normal cable anymore. Everybody I know has apps, and that's how they watch their TV, whether it's YouTube app or Apple TV or Paramount, whatever. And I'm like, I don't. I shouldn't have to pay more for commercials. I shouldn't have to pay more. I really shouldn't. Oh, I hear you. Now, listen, a real quick hack when you're watching YouTube, and I'm sure most people know about this if you're a YouTuber, when you go into your app and, you know, whatever they populate the queue with, if you watch the videos in the queue, you just put the volume on, you know, put the sound on, take the closed captions off, you won't get any commercials. It's when you click on it and it opens up as the video itself. The only thing is, is you don't have the controls as you would once you open the video. Like, you can't jump oh, ahead and all saying. that. I mean, you I can you can scan ahead a little bit back and forth. But, right, right, right. You know, right. and, a, and a, your phone moves or you shake it up or whatever. Not necessarily start all over again. Sometimes it'll pick up where it left off or it'll start from the beginning, but then there's a white line that will show you where you stopped at. But it does show up in oh, your I history, see. so you can always go back to it. But that's, go believe it or not, that's how I watch a lot of my videos. I don't open really? them up. Yeah, because I can't stand the commercials either. Oh. If it's something that I want to go keep going back to and repeating and stuff like that, I will open it. But most of the time, the video, you know, for car commercials or something like like I'm not buying those cars, buddy. So I don't want to watch them. I understand no, I, that I, they, I, they monetize for the, the YouTubers' channels. I get that. They, yeah, I, and I yeah, do too. And they're getting, they're getting their, their nickel and diamond. I get all that. But if I can avoid it, uh, then I'm going to avoid it. Yeah, but how much are you willing to pay to avoid it? I mean, you know. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, no. I, I, you know, you you literally, like, if you got rid of cable because you were paying too much, but yet you keep paying these costs of these apps for no ads, you're back to square one. You are literally back to what you're paying for cable. Right. Because that's why everybody got rid of cable, right? Because, you know, everybody wanted to go app-based and, uh, you know, you got rid of your cable and you're working off Wi-Fi and you got the Rukus and your Amazons and all this. But right, and once they I funnel everybody in, then they can do whatever they want because it's hard to turn back when you got hundreds and thousands and millions of people behind you. It's like, well, that door right. that where I came in at is pretty far back. I don't know if I can... <laughs> I don't know if I can kind of find my way and then I got to fight all these people. <laughs> ah, I'll just keep going forward. What's another couple dollars? They know that. They know that. That's why they used to, like, you know, when they would hammer people into gym contracts. They, I mean, statistically, I forget what it is. It's it's high. I mean, like 65% of people or something like that, they don't even use their gym membership, but they continue to pay. Don't use gym, yep. But they go, ah, oh, yeah. maybe I'll yeah. do it, you know, or over the holidays, you know, and oh, I'll get started in January, and then come January 5th, you're done, you know what I mean? But yeah, I'll pay for it. It's there if I need it. <laughs> You know, I know tons of people like that. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me, man. Just put it in your house. 
Get the I, gym. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if not half, close to half of people that have gym memberships still pay and do not go. Oh, man. Come on. Like, you know, Lots. Lots. Yeah. Like, if I was talking to the guy that runs one of my local Planet Fitnesses here, if I sat down with him, he would probably go, yeah, that's probably about half, if not completely half. Close to. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and, you know, and in some of those gyms where it's like $10 a month or, you know, if like real inexpensive. And you're definitely and, not. And, and you have it on some cash app type of thing that's just kind of right. automatically. You're not even seeing it. Like, I mean, in you're the old days, it, like right. gym memberships used to be, I mean, you'd have to pay like $50 a month. They were insane. Yeah. There's still gym yeah. memberships like that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Especially for your more yeah. elite yeah. places. But um, yeah. But yeah. when these other gyms, like they made it so affordable that you don't even notice the money's gone. You're like, okay. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But you get more than half of your membership doing that. I mean, that's free money. It's free money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know? Because yep. it's more of a hassle to uh, like, uh, I'll cancel that next month. And then next month comes, goes, you forget it. You know, six months later, you're 35 pounds heavier. You know, maybe I should use that. Oh, that's right. I still got, I still got a uh, gym membership. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it's it's crazy, man. I mean, they got it coming crazy. and going. It is crazy. And that's exactly what they're doing, with, say, with Spotify. But again, I get that. Listen, you're at the mercy of all these type of services because they're eliminating all the other ways of doing things. And this is what you're left with, right? Primarily, most people communicate, interact, do work, socialize on their phone. Everything's right there. It's to the touch. Yes. I mean, I do it yes. as well because you have no choice. I mean, I can't get to a pay phone. It's not like a laptop yeah. is readily available while I'm driving or, you know, I could. I guess I could stop at a Burger King or somewhere. But then you got to touch them and you don't know what people been and somebody has yeah, ketchup yeah, all over the gross. keyboard or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, my point is, is everything's there. So they know that. Like I said, they funnel you in. But my big concern, like I said before, is where does that leave the independent artist that doesn't have the backing? It's actually daunting because it's going back to if I can't get my music out there, what am I left with? Well, you got to get creative and you got to do this. Sometimes, listen, sometimes it's not that easy. Like we can all talk about it and we, you know, we make it seem like it is, but it's not. The easy part is writing and recording the music. And then you're left with the question, what do I do? What do I do? And when distribution was put into our hands, so to speak, right? What we didn't understand was is that we were able to do this as independent artists, create our own type of distribution package. All we were doing is we were being thrown in a pit with everybody else. Once you were thrown in the pit, you had to fend for yourself because you don't get the same recognition that you think you do. There was this belief that, oh, man, now I can be on, you know, when iTunes opened the doors for, I'm on iTunes now. That was the cool thing. People were like, wow, you're on iTunes. Yeah. How'd you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It meant nothing yeah. unless you knew exactly what you were looking for, right? Yeah. Let me yeah. see if I can find myself, yeah. right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and if you don't have that link, like, I mean, then how do people find you? think they're just all of a sudden pops up like, boom, Chris Natalini's now on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't put it in the New York Times. Like, so it's not like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so that's what I mean. And we take a step forward couple steps back now step forward three steps back now the same things happening like i said in other episodes if you want it you got to pay for it i'm seeing it everywhere man everybody's paying for it like i mean here's the thing i'll give you a quick example this doesn't necessarily have to do with streaming but how everybody's paying for it there's a couple bands that i follow i'm going to be honest i'm not even sure why i follow them because i don't listen to their music at all they're not that they're not bad bands they're good bands they're solid bands I'm more interested in their public persona because something doesn't resonate with what I'm seeing. Because it's like if their online persona is what it's made out to be, why aren't they someplace else? To me, that's a curiosity. Like I want to see like how's their PR, what's their model and how are they doing this? I'm convinced, I'm not mentioning any names, I'm convinced 200% even though it 200% doesn't exist (laughs) that they're buying everything that you're seeing online here's an example i've been fortunate enough to meet like actual musicians that have made this a career and are working with bigger name people hasn't helped my career but i'm just saying i've been fortunate enough to meet them i actually know some from childhood some people right Mm -hmm. that you know 
more mm-hmm. power to them. They've been doing it for 40 years. They're big names or bigger names. And the people they're working with are the big names. When these people yeah. put mm-hmm. posts out and they get a couple hundred likes, okay. And I'm talking about the people that are really doing it. And then these other bands that I'm following, mm-hmm. they put a goofy picture out or something like that. And it doubles and triples the amount that the person who's actually working for a big name, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make oh, sense. Oh, 100%. I see exactly and, like, what you're it doesn't yeah. balance out. I'm not talking about, like, Brett Michaels putting something out and then Mick Michaels putting something out. There's a huge <laughs> night and day, right? I'll be the first one to tell you. I put posts out, nobody looks at them. It's crickets. That's it. <laughs> I put out, you know, Happy Holidays on Christmas Eve, and that's my biggest post of the year because it's safe. <laughs> I'm not asking you to like anything. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm not asking you to right, come to right, the show. Right, right. Yep. I didn't let you know yep, that my yep. band just released something. It's just a picture. It's just, Happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. People come out of the woodworks that I haven't ever talked to. <laughs> but it struck me. I'm saying to myself, if someone who's in the business, like really in the business, like is not an independent artist, is signed to a major got, yeah. label, tours the world, plays in yep. front of massive amounts of people consistently has been doing it for years has been doing it for years has a track record a real track record only gets i don't know i mean some some it's like 115 others it's like 235 or whatever and then you get this unknown band that has a post out that says nothing uh, some picture and there's thousands of likes yeah and then it's inconsistent because you'll have 1,500 or something. And then there's one that has like 14. Yeah. You didn't boost that one to get the likes. You see what I'm right. saying? So, I mean, these are telltale yeah. signs. Yeah. And I understand that this is part of the business now because it's about recognition. It's getting people out there. But it's like eating cereal or candy bars. They're empty calories in the sense that they have no nutritional value. It's all negative. Value. Yeah. So yeah. what's the yeah. point? Like that. So I'm going to go back to the streams make a difference if you're paying for them. Well, no, not really, because those people that you got the streams from, they're not really listening to your crap anyway. You want to yeah. increase <laughs> your streams? You listen to your crap, right? <laughs> you keep streaming your crap over and over again. Then your streams will go up. I mean, I don't get it. You know what yeah. I mean? No, you're... <laughs> You're right, dude. You're right. And you know, that is the craziness that we're in right now, you know, with the YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and and Twitter or X, whatever, like you can buy these things and it just makes, you know, perception. It's just, it's just crazy, but you're right. Like if you get someone that, you know, that's actually doing it, that's legit doing it for a living, you know, and you can, you can see the difference. You can see where the, where the, you know, where it doesn't make sense. And that's and that's completely that and I, that's what bothers me the most. I think, I think that if my band posts something and we get fifteen likes, anybody and their mother can go, oh, they only got fifteen likes, but those fifteen are real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd rather have real numbers than fake numbers. And you know, we can argue. Listen, I, I listen. I know there's a lot of other artists out there that look at other artists and go, oh, they only got thirteen likes on their post, but at least they're real. And that's how I feel about it. I would rather have... If my numbers are low, that's okay, because I know they're real numbers. I think that artists have gotten into the the mindset that it doesn't matter if they're real or not. It's what is perceived. It's what, well, you, can, that, it's what you can sell to the population. And that's why like everything's twisted and turned and up and down, and it just doesn't make sense. So as artists, it's like, what's, what's our point and purpose now? What's our function? Listen, it's show business. I get it. So there's a lot of manipulation that happens. A lot of it's not real. It's smoke and mirrors. I get it. It's entertainment. I get it. I do get right. it. It's always like, right? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I don't want to watch an artist who's miserable. I realize Stephen Wright made a whole career in comedy being kind of like <laughs> a whatever. But is that what you want in your favorite artist? No, you want to look at that person and go, I want to be them. I want to feel empowered. I want to feel, you know, and that's one of the things that drew me to metal music, the empowerment. Like, oh, man, you know, right. that kind of thing, what it made me feel. Are we trying to manipulate things so much that that's more important than the craft? Like, I mean, like, are you going around lying? Then you have to live that lie. It's one thing 
I guess. See, here's the thing. I guess, and I'm, I don't, I'm not even clear on this, but the thing is, is people at our level, our independence level, the bottom of the of the ladder, we want to do what the big guys are doing, and we've learned over the years that some of this is just a, it's just a show, it's just a, a shtick. You know, Alice Cooper to some degree, right? Kiss. They were trying to create this larger than life and kind of separate it from the human element that it was something more super. I get that. And everybody wants that. But nowadays, things are different. I mean, they really are. Like, we know that everything that we see on TV isn't real. At least that it should be. I mean, like, I mean, if people are still kind of miss, <laughs> if they're missing that, then maybe that maybe we need a, a class in it or something, or maybe we've lost our minds. Like maybe the cell phones have eradicated a lot of our brains over the last 25 <laughs> years because like reality TV isn't real. Like nothing's ever been real. If it's put on TV, it's not necessarily real. There's some argument that even our news isn't real. So I don't know. Everything's manipulated right. to whatever yeah. that agenda is. What's our point as an independent artist? Listen, I understand that Spotify is doing some of these things to get a handle on a lot of this misappropriate streaming models. I mean, I remember Facebook for a while, a number of years ago. Like, if if you were found to have fake likes or populated likes, you know, from all from, like, say, the Middle East, they would wipe them out. There was a band that I was doing some shows with. This was years ago. They're doing all this promo stuff, and we were put on the shows. We did, like, four or five shows with them. And I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I mean, just got us out there. But I'm like, well, who are these guys? Like, I don't, uh, you know, and they had several hundred thousand likes on Facebook. This was my first introduction to them, right? We had a company contact said, hey, would you be interested in doing some shows? I'm like, yeah, sure, gets us out there. Why not? I'm not one to pass on shows, regardless of who the openers are or who the headliners are. For me, that's the selfishness, I guess. It gets my band out there. You know what I mean? I'll support anybody. Justin Bieber, I'll support him. Taylor Swift wants to call me, I'll support her. Whatever. You know what I mean? Mike Tyson going on tour. He needs an opening act. I'll support him. It doesn't make a difference. I'm in. You know what I mean? So I was like, man, who are these guys? Like, you know, and I'm looking at all these likes. I got never heard of them. Never heard of them. While we were on tour, I guess Facebook nailed them. And they went from like a couple hundred thousand likes to like the 600 likes. And that was my first introduction to that whole, oh, you could buy like thing. Because I got to Facebook late. I was a latecomer to Facebook. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me And too. I missed that opportunity where everybody's going like, 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 like. I've yeah, been struggling yeah. with the same numbers for years now. I mean, really, I have not yeah. been able to break. I mean, I don't even know what it takes now to break. I mean, I guess besides paying for something. but You know, like, and, and that that's my fear too, Mick. Like, because I understand in the business and where we are, it is important for promoters, booking agents, labels, for lack of a better word. I know it's important that they look at bands and they go, oh, they have, you know, a million likes or 500,000 likes. Like, I, and I know that. I know that for a fact that that stuff gets looked at. I know bands have been turned down for things because they didn't have a decent number of likes. Here's my fear. So if I buy those numbers, right, and I have a couple thousand likes and some label comes around and goes, hey, Chris, we want to sign your band. We'll put out a record. And I go, great, because you have, you know, 100,000 likes. And then I put out said record. And the record doesn't sell, or maybe it only sells, you know, 300 copies and a couple, you know, maybe 100 streams. And they go, well, listen, how do you have a couple hundred thousand likes, but you, you know, you've only, you've, you've sold less than a thousand units, whether it be CDs or streams. That's my fear, right? Same thing with a booking agent comes to me and goes, oh man, you guys got, you know, a couple hundred thousand likes, I'm going to book your band. And then you get to show and nobody's coming to the show. That's my fear. You know what I mean? At least if I have a hundred likes and I sell 70 CDs or 70 streams, or if I have 100 likes and 40 people come to the show, at least, again, I know they're real. They might not be breaking down walls and you know touring the world, but at least I know they're real. So if someone looks at it and goes, well, they only have 200 likes or 100 likes, and I go, yeah, but my 100 likes are real. You want to hire someone that has fake likes? Go right ahead. But what are you getting out of it? You're not getting anything out of it. You're getting the same, you're going to get the same amount of stuff from them that you get from us the only difference is they have better numbers and for what because they bought most of them that's where my fear always lies and i only know that because again hearing it through the grapevine i know people that have been turned down for things because they didn't have the number 
numbers, quote unquote. I did a show with a band that has great numbers. They're on a little bit of a label. This was about a year or so ago. Talked to them, did the show. Nobody was there. We as the locals drew more people than the touring band. And I said to the singer, how's the tour been going? He's like, oh man, we, there's literally been nobody coming out. And I look at their likes and I go, how is that possible? Because when we got asked for the show, I had never heard them doesn't mean anything like just because i didn't hear from them but obviously i'm like oh all right they're on like a they're on, i think they were on like a 10-day tour i'm like well all right cool and again i saw their likes and i'm like well yeah let's try it like let's give it a shot and see nobody showed and from what i understand the tour did nothing and i go well so where'd all these likes go then are they well, real are they fake well you know it's i mean here's the me. thing with that too i mean and not in any defense well, i'll give you two things no, it, two things okay. like i mean again with facebook with the likes, I mean, if you got likes in other countries, they're not coming to your Philadelphia show. If you got likes in California, oh, yeah, that, okay, that's you know, true. so that's there's true. some of that that has right. to be taken in too, because I mean, Facebook is a worldwide market. So yeah, the okay. fact that I have the likes that I have is because it's literally worldwide. It's not Philly based. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah. The other thing is, is a lot of these bands doing the cosmic view. I do all the interviews and stuff. So I'm on, yeah. I'm on all these press lists. And I'll get stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. inundated every single day with stuff. Every day. Every day. Yeah, I'm sure. 95% of it is bands and acts that no one's ever really heard of. These guys right out of the gate will yeah. buy these press packages to, you know, because everybody's like trying to get something out there and they, they create these stories. You know, that's the thing. You got to create this story and get it yeah. out there. Yep. That type of thing, yep. right? I've never been 100% on board with that, but... Anyway, the thing is, is I listen. I'll do interviews with pretty much anybody. I mean, that's what that's why it was designed because it's to talk to other artists and see what they're doing, not just the top guys, which is always great to do. Yeah. But I've learned some really great yeah, things course. with guys that are in the trench, right? And you're yeah. like, hey, that's yeah, a sure. cool way of looking at. It. Or I've met guys that you know in the Middle East that doing heavy metal music is against the law, and they're trying to figure out how to do it and not get imprisoned. Do, yeah. Right. Not get killed. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's crazy. Like I got Spotify problems. Yeah. All right. You got it. <laughs> you got it tough, bud. You got it tough. <laughs> First world country <laughs> problems, right? And then this guy's worrying about playing his guitar and having his hands cut off. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, true. Streams are his last concern. You are listening to the Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. You're learning all these things, but what you find out is is like some of these guys have a couple hundred likes, 73 likes. And they're trying to buy these packages. What a lot of the bands will do is they'll get management right out of the back. You know, and nowadays, remember back in the day, like, unless you had a friend who yeah. wanted to manage you, could, you, you couldn't yes. get management because they, nope. you had to prove something. You had to be somebody. Yep. Something has to already yep. be happening. And then management would look at you. Well, nowadays, you can buy management right out of the gate. And you're paying a fee. You're putting a retainer up right from the start. Listen, the manager decides to do this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to promote this band. And part of that is is buying these numbers. So some of these bands don't even know. They should know. They should know what's happening. But I've met artist upon artist and band upon band that have guys in place that are doing things and they don't know. They just look at it like everybody thinks it's the 80s and they're rock stars and they have handlers oh, wow. and they let the handlers do whatever they want. People still are buying into that model. Well, it doesn't work like that. If you're paying for it, you better know where your money's going yeah. and what you're getting out of it. Because I've watched guys buy touring support and by that I mean they pay someone to book shows for them. Yep. And they don't even know where they're going. You drop them pins, it's like 10 hours here, another 13 yeah. hours here. They're flying all around. There's no rhyme or reason. And they're all over the place because they go, wow, I got to get better shows, so let me get somebody to book them. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, you want yeah. better shows. And I know we're jumping into another topic, but this is the talking episode. That's right. That's right. That's you right. want better shows, then you get involved and you start booking them. And you say, look, I'm going to hit this area. I'm going to hit yeah. this area, yeah. and maybe I shouldn't travel more than four hours. I don't know, but that's what I mean. Bands need to be involved in these type of things, and that's what happens. All of a sudden, like, hey, this tour isn't happening. What I don't understand. Well, two things. Either your management bought you numbers and made you believe something, or the booking company just started packing on shows, and maybe the venues don't draw, or maybe you don't yeah, draw. It's true. I understand you're on shows, and it's hit or miss. 
I'm going to say it again. If you've already established yourself, well, then this podcast and these talks aren't for you. You don't need a label. You don't need a distributor. You don't need a booking agency. You don't need a management. You can do all that yourself. Because if you got 100,000 likes on Facebook, even if you got 60,000 likes on Facebook and they're real, you can parlay that into a good career. Are you going to make Elon Musk money? No. Are you going to fund what you're doing? Yeah. Probably, because the the thing is, is if you can get 100 people a year to support your habit and just do the math, figure out how many times these people buy what they're paying and stuff, if you have the product and then you parlay that into shows, meet and greets, so on and so forth, well, then you're doing okay. That number, you've increased that by 50%. Now it's 150 people. The following year, it's 200 people. Then it's 250 people. I'm just using numbers. But you see how then it starts to change. The bottom line will start to change. But when you're right out of the gate, everybody wants to start at the top. The problem is, is starting at the top is it's a long drop to the bottom. Chances are you ain't getting back (laughs) up from that fall. Yeah, that's 100%. Yep. I've told this story multiple times on the show that I interviewed this band, and they were jet-setting across the U.S., and they were playing with big-name people, all these different places. And I was like, who are these guys? And again, like you said, just because I didn't hear of them doesn't mean that they don't exist. There's plenty of that That's stuff, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I don't have sure. my yep, yep. my thumb on the pulse of the young right. music today. The top ten, I'm not even sure if I would know <laughs> anybody. And apparently, it doesn't make a difference if I do or don't. But I did the interview and all that kind of stuff, and there was no real substance to the interview. It was bugging me so bad. I'm like, then I started self-reflecting and go, what the hell am I doing wrong? Like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, what am I doing wrong? Because these guys were at least half my age. I talked to their PR person. They go, ah, yeah, they're buying on these shows. They have all these tickets. They just buy the tickets outright, and then they've been giving them away. And I go, did they have a backer? I go, no, it's like the one guitar player has been you know, paying for it. I go, and they're flying? You know, they're, <laughs> they're from city to city? Man. They didn't even finish the year. They're getting on these shows, and they're not even direct support. As if they were touring with these bands. That's crazy. So see what I mean? Like everybody's fallen into that trap, that pitfall. Instead of focusing on, one, crafting whatever it is you do. Yeah. You know, and in my cases, I had to get back down to trimming my beard to fit my model. (laughs) My beard has to fit the music. (laughs) An artist, a band, has to take... A personal interest in what they're doing and not depend on other people. Other when, people, yeah. Because yeah. I was told this once, nobody's going to care as much as you. That's right. You made a good point, too. Like, when bands start, like, everybody wants to start at the top. And that is the true one of the truest things you've ever said. Yeah. I mean, listen, I get it, man. Being at the bottom is rough. It's terrible. It really is. It's a horrible feeling. Even after this band, you know, we're going on 14 years. There's places we'll go into and we're still at the bottom and we just accept it. It's like, here it is. All right. Well, here's our opportunity. You know, you figure you get a little too old to have to keep showing yourself, but it's like, you know, proving yourself. But all right, here we go. And we'll do it. If you're talented, if you're good, that stuff will show through immediately. People will see it. Sound guy will pick up on it. The venue will pick up on it. The stage, the production manager, they'll pick up on it. You don't have to come in in limousines and tour buses because if you are you shouldn't be playing that place then brother you shouldn't be playing that place speaking of which that band that i said that had a hundred thousand couple hundred thousand likes and then during the tour it dropped down to 600 we did a show in new york they actually showed up in a limousine like it was all part of the shtick well that's expensive perception though man perception though yeah well perception doesn't make it right but i mean that's i was playing listen i played all the same venues that they did and 100%. listen, they weren't the top-notch venues that you would, yeah. you know, that a yeah. couple hundred thousand likes yeah. should warrant. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So yeah. get involved. Know where your money's going. Know what you're getting involved in. Make the best effort. If you got to tweak the system and whatever that means to you, do it. It's more power to yeah. you. But yep. if that comes back and bites you in the rear end, don't be surprised that you That's fall right. flat on your face. And case in point, prior to COVID, right? I don't even remember the guy or the band, but I remember the story. You know, he had all this fake stuff going on, and he booked this big European tour, and nobody was showing. The pre-sales were nothing. Yeah, it was all fake. It was all fake. He even sold that routine to his band. 
that he hired. Yep. They wound up yep. walking off the tour, and again, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, and I've yeah. said this before. Not that I condone what he did, but I commend what he did in terms of creating this model. It's just a shame that he wasn't able to deliver it. If he put that same yeah. effort into, because again, here's a guy. He was a nobody, but he was smart enough to figure out a way to kind of manipulate the system. He just wasn't able to yep. deliver. If he was able to deliver, that would have been one heck of a story. One heck of a story. Yeah. Prior to the internet days, right, that whole porcupine tree thing, that was all fake. And it wound up becoming something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know? yep. So what yeah, do you think, buddy? Anything else you want to talk about? No, brother. Nope. I, I think we're good. I think it's a way to uh, head into the Christmas holiday. Uh, hopefully Rob Halford, after he's done delivering all the toys, will shave his beard. And uh, we're good. We're good. All right. If you like that episode, check out some of our other episodes that actually have topics at www.thecosmicvoice.com. Step into the cosmic verse and fill that void. Thanks so much for listening. This is The Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, Mick and I would like to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of The Cosmic Voice. And you can get in touch with us through thecosmicvoice.com and, of course, all of the Cosmic Voice social medias. Take care and be safe. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.